and they like record like their little blooper bits before oh yeah hand and it's just hilarious and then oh. they go into the actual thing and you're like what is this podcast even i'm about? worried about my voice right now because i'm like coming off of a Welcome to Backstage with John Wilson, a podcast where we go behind the scenes to look at the Christian contemporary music industry, music festivals, and real-life encouraging stories from our experience. Our goal is to display how God is using Christian music to transform lives and to take church outside the walls. For more info about Light the Way Ministry, go to lightthewayministry.com. And with that, here's this week's episode. Well, hello, everyone. This is John here with uh, Backstage with me, of course, John. And uh, John Wilson, that is, um, joined once again by my colleague, Nate. Yo, yo, yo. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. Yeah, whoever, whoever does that intro sounds dumb. I don't know. What you know, you know we, we probably should fire him. Yeah. You know? I don't know who. who it sounds that. familiar, though. He does, sound, he does sound quite familiar, <laughs> I'll say. Well, welcome to episode. What episode? Oh, my gosh. We've been doing so many episodes. This is four. Is this four? I think this is just four. <laughs> we're just, we're just going to throw a random We've number We've done there. so many. It's been four. <laughs> I think this. I actually could be wrong. It could be five. Uh, no, hold on. Wait, one, two. No, it's four. I okay. Think. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully. Well, <laughs> well, if you're listening to us, it it is an episode. We just don't know what it's number. An episode. <laughs> Welcome to episode. <laughs> episode blank. Yeah. Here. Oh, I don't have a. I don't. Oh, where's it? Where's it at? Where's that right there? Trying to. Welcome to episode. <laughs> He's trying to locate his buttons right now. <laughs> yeah, I still have not figured. If there's out. ever a long pause before, like just some absurd sound effect, it's just it's John scrolling through the button panel. It totally is, totally is. So, all right, well, let's get a few announcements out of the way. Um, I am super pumped. This Saturday, October eighth. This Saturday, yes, this Saturday. I mean, which which actually isn't this Saturday, but it is this Saturday mm, because we're in the past. Mind blown, mind boggling. <laughs> so this Saturday for listeners, hopefully, if you're listening on the day this yes. podcast comes out, yes, it would be. You, here, you do the honors. Yeah. So why th- am I giving you that? <laughs> I don't know. I guess <laughs> I don't, he handed me the all access page. Like this has all the information on it. It doesn't. It totally just has, has all access. Okay. Totally has nothing on it. I don't know why it's on this table. Anyways, this Saturday, for those who are listening, um, the eighth of October. Yes. Is the Gable Price and Friends concert, and um, the tickets are still on sale. Hopefully, by the time you listen to us, but day of show they do rise in price. So if you are listening to it today or is it uh see it'd yeah. be thursday so yeah for today and the next day if you're listening yeah. to it when it comes out the tickets are still on sale for 15 dollars, right. but they jump up to 30 on the um, day, of. day of so yep. make sure you get them early and yes. you do not want to miss this concert it is going to be a blast also if you are a college student at sbu i know sbu is offering them a exclusive deal oh yeah yeah and if they haven't filled you in very, yeah. very exclusive. Gotta, gotta ask someone about it. But yeah, exclusive deals happening for we have we have no idea what that exclusive deal is, but I do know that they've got emails. Yes, with the deal. Yeah, and there's and like staff I think, too. I think, yeah, in the, in the in the staff, the teachers, I think there's and like professors, there's and like flyers and stuff that that have all the information. We have that, no idea. <laughs> hey, if you guys can locate this deal find it somewhere yeah, maybe let us know yeah. so we i can... would love to know about this secret deal that's but no we're we're super pu- we're actually um we're scheduling for those guys to be on our podcast so you may be get you may be 
go to the concert, enjoy it, and then hear about the behind the scenes, the backstage yeah. stuff um, afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get that too. That'd yeah, be, that'd be fun. Uh, okay, so up next, also we got the banquet, our light the way first annual red carpet banquet set for November first. That's for all of you donors and sponsors and partners and want to be partners and want to be sponsors and um, yeah, that's coming up at here in Springfield, Missouri on Tuesday, November first at six thirty. If you want any more information on that, uh, just uh, reach out to me. I'll uh, I'll hook you up. I'll send you the the private link. Yeah. And John's phone number for everyone listening is for. <laughs> he's, he's trying to believe me. He <laughs> couldn't find it. I got enough. somebody. Oh my gosh, my screen just did something totally. You went, weird. You went in the blank panel. I, I went. <laughs> I pushed it too hard. Of no. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find it. Yeah. We need to move that button on the front screen. Yeah, you use that one too much. I do. I'll, I'll rearrange I do. it. I do. I do. Um. Anyways, so and then, <laughs> our our biggest event ever, Light the Way Music Festival ever. The biggest event ever. The biggest event ever. July 7th and 8th at uh, here uh, coming up. Uh, well, that's not really coming up. It's about a year down the road. But yeah. I mean, it's coming up. It feels like it's tomorrow. Oh, man, don't stress me out. <laughs> I know, right? We're not, we're not ready for that. We just got, no. But So mark your calendars, July 7th and 8th. Tickets are, if they're not on sale by the time you're listening, they will be very, very soon. Yes. Uh, we've, we're waiting for... <laughs> We're still waiting for our graphic creator, designer, uh, director guy. To hey, by the time you listen, it you may not be waiting. Maybe. So, I'm trying not to choke on my cough drop right now. Yeah, I guess. This is about to go in like cough drop ASMR. This, I'm this, so sorry. For, this is like a reminder when the 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 choir teacher. The plan should have been. Gum. The plan should have been to dissolve that before we started. Yeah. Here. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I almost took my headphones off. <laughs> Anyways. Um, should have believed that. Uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> Believe your crunches when you know they're coming. Um, Man, so that would that would have been a great segue into our segment, but you haven't introduced the uh, the next week's guest potential guest that we might have. Yeah, absolutely. We are super excited to be bringing on a, a rising star Christian artist um, who's actually been at our festival. Yeah. Uh, got to know him very well. He's showcased for us. He's he's a good friend of mine. Um, love him to death. We're going to have next week Cade Thompson on the show. Good old Cade. We we love Cade. He's man, he's got so much going for him and super excited. So be sure set your calendars uh next week you'll hear our episode. It'd be episode 5, 6, I don't yep. know. One of those. It'll be an episode. It will be an episode. Uh so yeah, we're super excited about that. Sweet. Yeah, so hey, what are we going <laughs> to talk about this? What week? are Okay, so we came up with this idea cuz it's only for I guess episodes in, but we haven't really talked about what we really do here at Light the Way. I'm sure some of our listeners are, are familiar with with what's going on, and right. I think we've alluded to how we put on concerts. They and probably festivals. wonder if we even do anything here. Yeah, they're like, "What is?" <laughs> if you've seen our TikTok, so, yeah. So what's the point? <laughs> what's the point here? What do we do? Uh, and so I kind of just wanted to uh, take this podcast to like highlight you know, what actually goes on at, at Light the Way and, yeah. and uh, kind of just how it all started. Right. Um, and John's testimony a little bit, which is on YouTube as well. It is. Testimony. It so, is. Um, but just kind of roll out the the carpet and let you kind of just talk about um, how this kind of all came to be and like what we do and like the meaning behind it. So yeah. I guess starting from, from kind of interviewing you, like okay. what was, you know, the initial start of Light the Way and how did it all come to be and maybe how that ties in with your story 
Right, absolutely. Well, so honestly, um, you know, I've been in the music business for now it's been probably 17 years and uh, started as a country music promoter. Uh, was wore the cowboy hats and the cowboy boots all the way, baby. Amen, amen brother. <laughs> Ride them up. Woo. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so I, I started in the country music world, uh, actually just started uh, working with artists, uh, local artists, helping them get known, putting them in bars and clubs because I was never really a follower of Christ. Uh, never really, um, really didn't want to have anything to do with church. Uh, or church people, for that matter, because mm-hmm. I always just felt like that church people, or I would say back then Bible thumpers, um, was were, was was too good for me, you know. And they're very judgmental, and I always just felt like that. And and so I felt like mm-hmm, if I just keep my distance, maybe they won't come to me, or you know, leave me alone, or whatever. So that being said, I've been in the music business for now 17 years, started in country music, and then one day I was asked to uh, go play softball in my hometown. And I, live in, I lived in a small town, a uh, very, very small town. I think the population then was probably around 1,500, give oh, or take. Wow. And that's probably on a good summer day because there's a lake there, and it's like one yeah. of those destination towns, like... Nobody knows it's there. <laughs> and they're like, oh, this is neat. Yeah, <laughs> you know? there's buildings around it. Right. I mean, this town didn't even have a stoplight. So, you know, uh, but all that to be said, um, li- when you live in a small town like that, everybody knows what you do. Right. right. And I never really did anything in this town with my career. It was always elsewhere. But I was asked to go play softball. Um, and, the, and, the, and the softball field was actually right down the street from my house. So I loved it. It was perfect. And when I got there, I realized it was a bunch of uh, Bible thumpers, church people. Yeah. So baseball before, thumpers for yeah. Out. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> um, so when I got there, I, I just kind of noticed that, and I kind of kept back a little bit before I got too involved. But then I started watching them and seeing how they were just kind of like you know, in a fun, friendly way, but kind of like. <laughs> Uh, sarcasm one another or, you know, kind of giving everyone a hard time because yeah. they hit wrong or they fell on right. the base or, you know, missed a catch or something like that. And I'm like, okay, I can I can dig this, you yeah. know. You know, I can play with the best of them. So I get in there and, uh, you know, we're, I don't know, a couple hours into the game, having fun. Really wasn't feeling like I was being pushed by any means. And then a pastor, the pastor that I actually knew him from school, graduated with his older brother, he was directly behind us, a grade behind us. Um, he was one that I knew that was a Christian, and but was also very approachable. And he wouldn't throw the Bible down your throat. He would just have a cool, honest relationship conversation with you. You know, right. no no strings attached, nothing, right? And he shows up, and he's probably one of the most very competitive people I've ever met. <laughs> and uh, uh, we're on opposite teams, and we kind of come in from the infield, He, they're going out to the outfield, and he elbows me on in passing and says, hey, you should bring a concert to Stockton in this hometown I'd lived. And that was about the end of that conversation. However, the thought in my mind, I could not let it go. Went home that night thinking about it, a couple of days passed, still thinking about it, just could not, I'm like thinking like, this guy does not know that I'm in country music. This guy, why would he, why would he, you know, just trying to figure out what all that meant. And uh, I actually ran into him a few days after that at the uh, local coffee shop. 
And when I got there, he was there, and I just said, hey, you know, what did you mean by I should bring a concert to Stockton? He says, well, you know, you do music, right? And I'm like, well, yeah. And he says, well, how about bringing a concert to Stockton? I said, this town could not support anything like this. And he goes, well, maybe, but maybe not. I said, well, and also, you know, I do secular music like country, right? He goes, yeah. And I said, this town, it may be a hick town, but there's not enough people here that could support it. He goes, yeah, you're probably right. But what about a Christian concert? And I kind of chuckled and laughed in his face a little bit. I'm like, well, definitely not into that. I said, no way. And I said, plus on top of everything here, where would we do it at? There's nowhere in this town. And he goes, well, how would you? How do you do it in the in the in the natural realm, in the in the secular world? He says. I said, well, in short, I find a venue, find an artist, put tickets on sale, and hopefully make money. He goes, what if I got you a venue? I said, here in Stockton. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, what's the venue? And he goes, well, it'd be my church. Don't think of it as a church. Think of it as a venue. And I'm like, uh, is this the old bait and hook? You know, I, I know what you're doing here. He goes, nope. It's, think of it as a venue, 100%. If you need to take down a wall to make a concert happen, we'll take down a wall. And he was serious. Wow. And I said, okay, okay. Well, um, problem B is I don't know any Christian artist. He goes, well, I do. I said, okay, well, in short, I said, how does this work? And he says, well, we'll help you. We'll help you find the artist. We'll help you pay for it. We'll help you make it happen, and just let me know if you like it. Well, from the promoter standpoint of me, I'm like, I'm all in. I'm, right. yeah, I'll do this, you know? And uh, so we end up doing a concert, a Christian concert at his church, a very small concert in the month of July. Hence, that's why we do the festival in July. <laughs> And um, yeah, I think it was about 102, 103 people that were there. Uh, and the style of music was totally not my style. It was a group that I, I now love and got to know very, very well. Yeah. A group called Seventh Day Slumber. Hardcore. Rock. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're in your face. Oh, yeah. Kind of music. And I'm like country. I'm like line dancing. It's like, you can't line dance to this stuff, you know? <laughs> um, very aggressive line dancing. <laughs> very, yeah, like a mosh, mosh pit line dance or whatever. Um. So this concert's going on, right? And I'm outside, and I'm actually in the parking lot, and I'm actually with my wife, and we're we're smoking, we're doing our thing, because we didn't want to we didn't want to be involved, right? If that makes sense. And my back is actually toward the building. I'm talk, looking toward my wife, talking with her, and all of a sudden the music stops because you can kind of hear hear it going on inside. Yeah. And typically when the music stops, that means something's going on inside, and I'm like, nah. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait a while here, mm -hmm. um, but then so we carried on a conversation, and the next thing you know, I hear someone say, "Hey, John, come inside." I looked at my wife and I said, "Who just hollered at me?" And she looked over my shoulder and was like, "Um, nobody." I'm like, "No, someone just hollered for me to come inside." She's like, "Okay, you're too high. <laughs> no one, no one's here." <laughs> so and I'm like, "No, I'm going inside." So I went inside. And the reason why I didn't hear anything was that lead singer, he was telling a story. He was actually telling a story about how drugs and alcohol was affecting his life and how it was overwhelming. And, and kind of I had that feeling that that was was kind of me at that moment, too. I'm like, mm -hmm. drugs have been affecting me. I mean, I'd party with the, the artist backstage and, right. and do all that fun stuff. Um, but so he was telling that story and... 
I just was just kind of engaged a little bit, but then I'm like, okay, this is not what I paid for. I paid for a concert. Right. And long story short, he uh, said, but I feel like that um, he was in the back of an ambulance, he was saying, and after trying to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. And he said, at that moment, I found a man who freed me from everything. And I'm like, wait, what? And he said, I, I fully surrendered to a man named Jesus Christ. And gave my heart to life. And he did this in the back of an ambulance after trying to commit suicide. Wow. And I'm just like floored. I'm like, holy cow. Like, really? Does that really work? Mm-hmm. Right? And he said he felt like at that moment, he felt like that there was people in the room that wanted that same feeling of freedom. And, of course, me, the promoter guy, I'm like, no. No, I'm going to keep my composure. I'll stay in the back. But deep down inside, I'm like, I want that right. so bad. And what he had done, which I didn't know what it was called then, but what I know what it's called now, kind of like a call to action or an mm-hmm. altar call, so to speak. Right. And he said, I want to see a show of hands. And raise your hand if you want that freedom. And I saw mm-hmm. 23 kids raise their hand. That moment that I saw those hands raised, and I knew most of them, my heart sunk. Like, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. this, this just happened. Wow. And as I'm processing, I didn't know what just happened. I just knew something massive just happened. Mm-hmm. And about that time, that pastor comes back to me and kind of puts his arm around my neck and says, look what you did, points at the crowd. Wow. And I'm like, I have no idea what just happened. And he explained to me what had happened and what it meant to surrender. And from that moment, I surrendered that night 110% to Jesus. And my addictions completely fell off me, just like Joseph from Seventh Day wow. Summer explained that that's happened to him. I go home that night had a dream of doing a music festival. Now, keep in mind, I could not do a music festival if my life depended on it <laughs> when I was in the country music scene. Every door would slam on my face when I tried. But I went home that night, had a dream of a, of a Christian music festival. And the point was to take church outside the walls, right? Mm-hmm. And so I explained that to a friend who knew other people. Wow. And which actually started our Light the Way Music Festival. And at that time, it was called Light the Lake because mm-hmm. we did it in Stockton for the first two years, right. 2017, uh, 2018. Um, and here we are, seven years later. The reason why Light the Way started was because of that full surrender that I that uh, I had. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of the backstory, the yeah. backstage story of, of how mm-hmm. Light the Way got started. Yeah, no, that's powerful. And I even that like the the altar call thing gets me thinking of just like how different, you know, Christian concerts and festivals are with like, you know, you thought something was going on whenever, you know, he stopped talking because it's like, oh, right. like maybe the music stopped and everything. Right. But also like you didn't instruct him to do mm-hmm. an altar call. And I think that's just such an amazing thing about um, people in this industry and like Christian artists as their job is like, yeah, they're, you know, they're, they're here to mm-hmm. make music. Um, but they're also ambassadors of Christ and here to spread the gospel and the fact that, you know, um, an artist bold enough to do that, you know, without like, you know, being prompted to, and like you, you were a little frustrated because you're like, I didn't pay for this, but like, that's such an important thing. And like, without that call to action, you know, like, where would you, you know, where'd you be? And I think that's incredible. And then, uh, the other thing I was going to, going to talk about is you mentioned church outside the walls Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. kind of like you, I mean, you, you lightly kind of alert to that in, in your, um, 
your testimony. Um, but I was kind of just wondering because we, we still run with that um, right. that uh, mission statement is taking mm-hmm. church outside the walls one mm-hmm. festival and concert at a time and kind of like what does that mean and, and what are we getting at by that? So in, an, in other words, there was a, how that phrase came to my heart was uh, I would say probably a few weeks after that, I've already got the festival in the books, being planned, artist booked, and I'm thinking I'm on my way to church because uh, now I'm going to church. I'm like right. sold out, right? Yeah. And I'm on my way, and I remember going through the town, and I'm seeing other cars going the opposite direction as as where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, I wonder if these people know this freedom that mm-hmm. I experienced not too long ago. And then I got to thinking, the thought came to my mind was, well, no, because they were just like me. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to go to church because they may have felt that they would get judged or criticized for what they've done or what they've been or who they are or whether they have holes in their jeans and not wearing Mm -hmm. a tie or, you know, all these things that we always thought about or that I at least thought about prior to going to church would keep me out of the church. Mm -hmm. But I would go to a concert any day of the week, right? Christian or not, just because that's, I love music, you know? And so the thought came to me when I'm driving to church, like the purpose for this new calling of my life to do a music festival is to take church outside the walls. So take whatever, what I got while I was inside the church, that freedom, and take it out mm-hmm. where there's not churchiness involved. Yeah. You know, come as you are. It doesn't matter. I was except I was I was in a fortunate situation and there's a lot of churches that welcome people, you know, like me back mm-hmm. then. And and but a lot of people don't think that way. They just think because they were at the bar the Friday or Saturday night that they wouldn't be welcome to church. Well, they are or mm-hmm. they should be, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um so that's the whole mission that's the whole reason why the mission statement is take church taking church outside the walls is because I want I want to reach those people who may not step foot in church, but they would, they would experience. They can have the opportunity to experience Christ and that freedom, like I did right. while I was in the walls. Because there's a lot of people that won't ever get that experience yeah. because they don't go to church and they don't want to go to church. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just un- unfortunate, like the stigma around uh, churches nowadays, and like the whole like, oh, I bet this church is gonna, you know, judge me. Right. And I, unfortunately, there probably are churches, you know, who have yeah, that issue. Unfortunately. But also there's a lot of churches who don't, and there's still that kind of stigma that I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna step inside that wall. Um, and so I get that's where we're kind of getting at of like, right. you know, trying to reach those people by like an environment that um, is more inviting to those people who look at that church and have that like negative right. kind of rap about it. And also it's just thinking about it, you know, the church exists in like walls and stuff and we call it like a place we gather a church, but really us as believers and those who are listening who are believers, like the church is us, like we right. are the church and the church should inherently exist outside of the walls because right. it's, you know, we should be sharing and witnessing to people. And, right. and I think too, just for what we do in our festivals, like, mm-hmm. you know, promoting it and stuff, we can go so far, but also like being that church and inviting people to those experiment or experiences and like concerts and stuff, because, you know, it takes 
you know, it takes a lot of boldness to be be a non-believer and be like, well, I guess I'm gonna, just going to randomly go to a Christian concert. But having a friend invite you to something or having like someone right. initiate, like how uh, Pastor Bo or right. you know, the pastor, right. he initiated that, hey, you should do this step. Right. Like, I bet you weren't actively like, I'm going to put on a Christian concert, you know, just right. out of the blue. Right. But I think it's our job as the church outside of the walls to reach out that hand um, and extend right. that to people first. So. Well, and I think the big point is, is like you said, I mean, if it wasn't, if it weren't for that pastor, Pastor Bo, which, by mm-hmm. the way, we need to get him on this show. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. you guys listening, if you don't know who Pastor Bo is, if you've never been to our festival, he spoke. He has spoken at our festival numerous times yeah. in just this last year. Um, but if it, Honestly, if it weren't for him reaching out to me with the little nudge on a baseball field that says you should yeah. bring a concert to Stockton. That tiny interaction. None of this, none of this would be happening today. Yeah. None of it. That's it, crazy. It is so hard to think. You wouldn't have a job. I wouldn't. I'd be <laughs> on the streets. <laughs> no, but it's crazy just how God uses that smallest interaction yeah. to make something just that big. Well, know? it just goes to show, one, God truly cares, and he knows who you are. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is God knew my mentality and my attitude toward churches right. and church people. I didn't mm-hmm. want to hear it. I, I, I thought of them as Bible thumpers, and God knew that. Mm-hmm. And God knew exactly the right person who I could talk to that I knew was a Christian, mm-hmm. that was a down-to-earth kind of guy that, was, uh, that could be fun to hang around with because I knew he wasn't going to throw the Bible at me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm, or, you know, well, he, he has thrown the Bible at me a time or two. But... Um, the uh where where I was going with it, but God knew who who the exact person needed to be, mm-hmm. and He knew that it was only going to take a little bit to get my attention. Yeah, and it was music. Mm-hmm. It was something that I have already been doing for right. a number of years, and it, and He and God knew that. And I mm-hmm. say all that to say that God knows who you are. Right. He knows your deepest desires. He's a respecter, too. He's mm-hmm. not going to come barging in without you inviting him. Mm-hmm. But he's also going to use the things, you know, w- at one time in our life, we're going we're gonna to hear about Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and we're going to hear about Jesus in our own ways. Right. You know, it's how you react to it or how do you respond to it is where, where everything happens. And, yeah. But thinking about that was a rabbit trail. If it weren't for that pastor, right? If it weren't for his willingness to open up his church or open up his building, let's mm-hmm. just say, because like you said, we're the church. Mm-hmm. The building is just a place for the gathering. Right. That's it, you know. But if it weren't for him to open up his building and to be um, very uh, willing to for me to do whatever I need to do to make it happen, right? This would not be happening today. Yeah, yeah. That's just so so powerful how that. That all works together. And so kind of taking that present tense now, I guess we, we talked about the meeting and stuff, but um, we we promote taking this church out of the wall, uh, one concert and festival at a time. So we, we mainly do concerts, and our, our biggest thing is a festival. We've right. been doing that since 2017. Right. Um, and kind of just the mission behind the festival, like how it, what, you know, what it looks like, you know, how we 
we we want like the mission behind the festival to really be uh, right. rather than just you know a big music festival or right. a concert we put on because it's deeper than that and kind of like right. what this festival does and what this concert does and, and what it's aimed at. And right. Well, there was a time um, right before the first year festival in 2017, the Lord gave me a dream, and my heart was I wanted people to have that opportunity to feel the same thing I felt that night I did that concert. Mm-hmm. And um, so the Lord gave me a dream. And the way he gave it to me was kind of a visual effect here is, you you know those time-lapse videos of something being built fast and then tore down or yeah. people in or people, whatever that is. Well, he, he showed me a time-lapse of our festival being built from the stage being built, the crowds coming in, the crowds leaving, the stage going down, and then just a black field, like nothing. You couldn't even yeah. see an uh, inch in front of you. And then I'm so I'm in this darkness looking in this field, and all of a sudden I started seeing kind of like these outlines of people mm-hmm. looking in the same direction as where the stage would have been. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. What was that? I mean, I would see hundreds, if not thousands of people it was kind of like a ghost, kind of like a scary movie kind of thing. <laughs> but I'm like, what in the world did that mean? Yeah. And I heard God say, do not leave my people. Do not leave them at the altar is what wow. I heard. And so I was praying about it. I seek uh, counsel on it. And what I'd found out was it's one thing to do a concert mm-hmm. and a, have a feel-good moment for an hour or two or three hours or making memories, which are very, very important. Mm-hmm. But... For that one person who made that decision to follow Christ, that person's going to need us more than ever. Mm-hmm. If Pastor Bo and that church weren't there for me after I made that decision, I don't know that I'd still be here. Right. It's that accountability. It's that follow-up. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, when you make that decision for Christ, the enemy's going to do anything he can to oh, go yeah. after you. Mm-hmm. You know. Prior to following Christ, the enemy's got a hold of you. So, what's there to do? Right, right. Now you've you fired him up. But if it weren't for the church, Pastor Bo, and a few others that surrounded me, that helped me understand what the next steps were and how to get me past some trials and some tribulations, right? Um, I don't know where I'd be. So, our festival not only is it about music. It's not about the artist. It, it is a little bit, but it's not solely about the artist. It's mm-hmm. not about me. It's not about you. It's not about anything other than reaching the loss and then helping them through the next phases of their life. Being, and what I mean by that was when they go to our prayer tents and they make a decision, whether they get baptized or mm-hmm. ask Christ into their heart or for the first time or even rededicate, whatever that may look like for you, we have a team that's dedicated to reach out to you and stay followed up with you after that several weeks after your your decision because we yeah. want to make sure that we're there to help you along the way. Mm-hmm. So our festival doesn't stop after the two days are done. Mm-hmm. It keeps going. Yeah. And that's the whole reason. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's such an important aspect that I, I feel like is so often missed in, in thinking about these like type of events um, and like experiences you go to, um, right. and you can make a huge decision, but if you don't have that accountability group or those, those followers, um, of Christ alongside you to help, you know, guide you and, and grow, grow right. with you, um, and just do life together with, right. with people and everything. I think that's such an important, um, aspect of, um, of just Christianity as a whole and following Christ. It's like, it, it, 
it's so much harder to do it alone than to it do is. it with with other people. And I think especially after that first, you know, you know, initial decision, just being like on your own after that right. is such a hard place to be. Because like you said, the enemy is like right after you because it's like he lost one. And so right. now he wants it back. And Absolutely. So, Yep. You're you're in a very vulnerable position, and if you don't have people there to you strengthen you and iron sharpening iron, um, it's just a tough spot to be in. And so Absolutely. we 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 really believe in that, and um, you know, walking people through the the other steps and making sure that there's a community there for you. Right. Um, and I think that's just another important thing of just like people who are already believers and stuff. Those people who um, maybe you're witnessing to, or maybe you know that mm-hmm. you know who don't know Christ yet, it's just as important to stay with them after that decision as yep. it is to get them to make that decision decision. in the Mm -hmm. the first place. Right, right. And I think it's important to, um, maybe you're listening and you're new in Christ, Mm -hmm. or or you want someone to hear this that doesn't know Christ, and and then they want to know Christ, you know? Yeah. I would say, you know, we have an open-door policy here at this ministry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Come to our office. Give us a call. You know, go to our website. All of our information is on our website to reach out to us. And either myself, you, anyone from our team would be more than glad to help you walk you through and hopefully provide you with material and, and, and resources that will guide you through your steps of, of this new life that you're going to be living abundantly. Right. So, you know, you can go to our website at lightthewayministry.com. And again, all of our information is on there. We want to hear from you, especially if you're if you have any questions, if you have any uh, concerns or anything like that. Go to our website, LightTheWayMinistry.com. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us. Be sure to follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and our website, LightTheWayMinistry.com. So together, we can take church outside the walls.